What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the On Base Podcast. My name is Dylan Nightingale, and today I'm joined by Colorado Rockies third baseman Ryan McMahon. How are you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. How you doing? Awesome. This is a, uh, awesome to finally get to chat with you. Longtime follower of the page, and we finally got to meet in Philly a couple months back, so that was cool, too. So really excited to have you on. Yeah, dude. Finally linked up, man. Finally got a, got a date to work for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, right off the bat, you're on here, so I got to gas you up a little bit. Coming into this week, you have career highs in batting average, OBP, slugging, and you're tied for first in defensive runs saved at third base. Is there anything specific that's led to all the success for you so far? Oh, man, just playing ball, dude. I, th- I think you learn a lot uh, playing in the big leagues. I think it's uh, it's the best level, obviously. Um, and the only way you get used to it and get better at playing up there is uh, is by playing more. So uh, just I think just kind of understand the game a little bit better, understand what guys are going to try to do to me and uh, just trying to go out there and play. Absolutely. I mean, going back to your defense, your gold glove finals last season, and you've always been able to rake, but how much pride do you really take in your defense, especially since you've been moved almost all around the infield at this point? Yeah, man, it's, it's something I definitely take a lot of pride in. Um, it's something that I was taught from a young age. Um, I had a lot of guys in front of me who kind of showed me the ropes. Uh, Trevor Story, uh, obviously watching Nolan Arenado work every day was, uh, was pretty impressive. So seeing guys put that much time and effort into it kind of kind of forced me to, man. I wasn't going to leave uh, leave before they did, so I was going to stay there and take ground balls with them. Were there um, any other positions you played in high school where you out in the outfield a little bit? I'm sure you pitched every now and then. Man, I played outfield like sophomore year. Uh, it's a lot harder than people think, man. It's it's not as easy. They think, oh, just go stand out there, catch fly balls. Uh, it's it's difficult, so I'm glad I'm back in the field. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, you said it yourself, but there's a big guy at third base, big shoes to fill, Nolan Arenado, right before you. So what's that like taking over for a guy as talented as he was or still is, really? And what did he teach you during his time in Colorado? Man, I, I learned a lot just from kind of watching him. Uh, obviously, really good player, probably probably going to be the best third baseman to ever play this game. Um, but honestly, man, I didn't think of it like that. Obviously, we were upset to see Nolan go, but uh, that's that's the nature of the beast, man. It's a business, and uh, sometimes things like that happen. So, yeah, I've, I've never thought of it like that. I'm just trying to go out there and uh, be myself and see what happens. Definitely a good way to look at it. I mean, you started the season at second base, and you eventually moved back to third. Where would you say you're most comfortable right now? Definitely third, man. Uh, I got thrown over there at second. I, I, I personally thought, like, oh, it'll be easy. I haven't taken ground balls over there. I'll just walk back in and do it. Uh, tough position up there. Playing up the middle anytime, it's always going to be tough. So I'm glad I'm back at third. Definitely. I mean, coming out of the lockout, you signed a six-year extension to stay in Colorado. Was that something you had been looking forward to for a while? And uh, when did the team approach you about that? Um, they approached me about it right after uh, they signed Chris Bryant. Uh, and yeah, they had mentioned like something before, but uh, really started to heat up kind of after the, the KB signing. And um, when we signed KB, that was something that kind of excited me. And uh, obviously it's a Colorado is a place that I've grown up. I've, I mean, shoot, I've been with them since I was 18. So uh, you know, just felt felt right. And uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to get done. Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, Chris Bryant on the Rockies now, pretty cool. But all of a sudden you guys have what looks like such a really young team. And you're almost taking over as a vet yourself. But how's that been having guys like KB around, Mike Moustakis, when it comes to, like, veteran leadership? Yeah, man. I, honestly, my whole career I've played with a lot of really good vets. Uh, I had Daniel Murphy uh, way back, Mark Reynolds, um, now Moose, Moustakis, uh, CJ Crone, Charlie Blackman, obviously, and, and Adam KB. 
Um, yeah, our team looks a little different right now, for sure. A little younger, uh, kind of got hit with the injury bug, but it's kind of what happens in this game, man. It, it can happen like that quick. But uh, all the guys I've been around have always been great. Um, I've learned a, learned a lot of different things from a lot of different guys, and um, I feel like everybody brings a new perspective. Would you say there's any guys, um, new guys on the team right now that you're trying to take under your wing a little bit? Um, man, I don't, I don't try to necessarily take guys under my wing, like, you know, on purpose. I just try to treat them and treat them like I would want to be treated. Uh, we got a lot of really good young guys. I try to talk to all of them. I think our team's pretty open. We don't really have any clicks or anything like that. So everybody's kind of talking to everybody, but, uh, we've got some young, exciting players, man. So some guys to keep an eye on for sure. Definitely. I mean, right, right off the top of my head, Nolan Jones been at it, batting way over 300. So what's that like seeing a guy like him? It's been awesome, man. Him, Brenton Doyle, uh, Ezekiel Tovar. I feel like people always just forget about him just because he's been there since day one. But uh, man, we got we got some really good talent. Nolan's been awesome, man. He's been hitting some bombs, um, and you got to see this Doyle kid play center field, dude. It's it's incredible. Yeah, really, definitely an exciting time. Got a lot of young guys coming up doing the job. But I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I know you're a Cali kid, but <clears throat> how dope is it to see the Nuggets winning the chip, especially being in Denver? Dude, it was sweet. Uh, the city went crazy, man. They had like 700,000 to a million people. I don't, I don't think they got an exact count, but they had like that many people at the parade. Uh, Denver's a sick city, man. It's it's really cool. They love their sports. They ride and die with them. Um, hopefully we can get them a couple more wins. But uh, yeah, it was sick to see see uh, see the Nuggets do it. Yeah. Um, kind of like a random question, but as I was preparing for this interview, I was able to find a picture of you, story, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders at a Nuggets game in 2019. How okay. was that? And, like, how did that come about? Dude, it, so Trevor was doing, like, the shot before the game. They do this thing where, I don't know, it's supposed to hype up the fans, but they have, like, a celebrity shooting free throw or whatever. And uh, he, he got one extra ticket, uh, and he had to pick between me and David Dahl, who to take down on the floor, and he picked, he picked your boy. Uh, there you go. And then, yeah, we just ended up. Emmanuel Sanders just rolled up right next to us. And coolest guy, man. Super chill. He was in a boot at the time, so I think he had, like, a little foot surgery at the time, but um, he was just tossing back some drinks and just – I mean, he was chatting us up, man. He was an awesome guy, really cool dude. Was he there for, like, the whole game, or was it just, like, a pregame type thing? No, he was there well into the fourth quarter, and then Nuggets kind of took a lead. Game was kind of ending, and, yeah, we, we all kind of bounced a little early. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I know you're a big Niners guy also, so oh, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts about the QB situation right now. You think Purdy's the guy? Or are you holding out for a trade comeback? I don't know how you can't make him the guy, man. He, I exactly. mean, he's went, what, I think he's like seven and one as a starter. Uh, you know, no knock on Trey Lance. Trey's obviously an awesome talent, but I mean, the guy's won, and I think you got to ride with that until it doesn't work. For sure. I mean, it's interesting to see how it's playing out, but I do think if Purdy's healthy week one, you got to roll with him as long as you can. But for, sure. for long term, I don't know what they're going to do with Trey. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's not a bad problem to have, right? Have multiple good players. So hopefully just hold on to both of them and see what happens. Definitely. And uh, speaking of football, I'm sure you knew this question was going to come at some point. Uh, I found out you not were only a quarterback in high school, but you also played the first six weeks of a season with a broken wrist. I was just wondering how that was even possible. Uh, dude, honestly, it, it didn't hurt that bad uh, until I went and tried to swing a bat. I, like, got sacked, fell on it. Uh, yeah. If you've ever had a broken wrist before, man, you can miss those things pretty easy. But um, I loved football, man. Uh, my brother still plays. He's over at, uh, at Marshall right now. So oh, wow. uh, my whole offseason is football, football, football um, until basically baseball season. So it's 
something I love. And it's, it's an awesome game in my mind. Were you ever like serious about football trying to take it to the next level or was it baseball all the way? No, it was always baseball, man. I, I had like a big arm, but that was about it. I could not, could not read a defense. Those, those boys move way too fast. And yeah, it was, it was a lot harder than people think. It's tough. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take it back to uh, 2018 a little bit. Baseball this time, uh, debut year for you, crazy enough, but there's also the tiebreaker game 163 and you guys winning the wild card game. What was that energy like in the clubhouse during that stretch, especially being one of those young guys coming up? Yeah, it was crazy, man. Um, obviously, Dodgers have kind of had a grip on the NOS for the last, you know, whatever, decade or something like that. Um, and, and we were kind of the hot, hot team at the time and, and pushed it to game 163 unfortunately lost to him, but, uh, it was, it was awesome. And the energy in the clubhouse, all the guys, it was, it was incredible. It was super cool. Nothing like playoff baseball. It just something about it just turn, turns it up all the way. And, uh, just can't say enough about how, how exciting and fun it is. For sure. And that was before the playoffs were even expanded. So yeah. having a game 163, that it's crazy. I remember watching it and just being like, I definitely has a different vibe than a wild card game just there's so much more pressure. But at the end of the day, you know, loser still makes the wild card game. So, yeah. But um, right. highlighting a specific moment that year, I can only imagine how sick that was hitting the walk off homer against the Dodgers for your first career walk off home run. Uh, can you share what that moment meant to you and like how it felt to come up in the clutch in that moment? Yeah, man, it was cool. Uh, being a young guy, hadn't been up there much, hadn't been really playing that much, especially with that team. Really, we were a really good team at the time. Um, had a lot of veteran guys. So uh, being a young guy coming through for them, they had worked their butts off the whole season. Uh, just felt really good, man. You know, kind of felt like an acceptance moment. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of people don't understand, right? When you're a rookie kind of coming in, sometimes it can feel weird, uh, you know, just feeling like you haven't been there the whole year and coming into a clubhouse with older guys. So. Uh, to do something on the field to, to help them out, just it felt awesome. Would you say that was like your welcome to the bigs moment, or did you have a moment before that where you really felt like, like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here? No, yeah, that that definitely was it. That definitely made me feel like I belonged, uh, felt like I was part of the team and everything like that. So uh, really cool moment for me. Um, I actually didn't know if I tied it or won it. I kind of <laughs> like blacked out. Like I was just like, all right, I just got to get a hit, like get the next guy up. Um, and yeah, hit the ball over the fence. And then I'm rounding second base. And I like, look, and I see everybody running the home plate. I'm like, oh shoot. I just, I just won this thing. Let's do it. There you go. That's crazy. Did they have like, I know, uh, I don't know necessarily which milestones it's for, but did they take you in the clubhouse after and just douse you and like catch up and stuff like that for no, that type of situation? No, we just, there was, I mean, there was definitely a lot of celebrating, uh, nothing like that. They usually do that for like your first hit or first home. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that, I thought that had a couple before that but uh yeah man it was awesome uh fun night big series for us too i think we took three out of four against them uh that series so uh it was big time so awesome then just so much fun for sure yeah down the stretch playoffs were creeping closer super important oh yeah but uh back to present day uh we already established one of the hottest hitters in baseball recently but we're less than a month away from the all-star game how much would that mean to you to make your first career all-star team and is that something that's even on your mind right now um, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about, man, I think that's something that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I think it's something that players, you know, we enjoy being recognized when, when we're playing good, but, uh, I'm sure anybody would tell you, man, it's not something you can think about because as, as soon as you're hot in this game, this game can humble you real quick too. So, 
Uh, my goal this year has just been take it, take it day by day, man. Forget what happened the day before. Don't worry about the next one. Just uh, try to be as present as I can be. Definitely. And is that your approach when it comes to staying locked in, just trying to forget about the day before and worry about the next one? Yeah, whether whether you're four for four or zero oh for four, man, the the day before does does not affect uh, today. So just trying to trying to ride the wave and just keep going. Love that. Different type of question. Would you say I, you kind of maybe already answered this one, but who do you say is uh, pretty underrated on this team right now? All right, on this team right now, um, I think pitcher, position player. I think Tovar. Uh, his defense has been incredible. That's coming around. Um, just a guy I think everybody should really keep an eye on. Him. He's going to be pretty sick. Um, who else? Diaz still, he's he's not getting as much love. I mean, the guy's hitting 290 with like darn near 10 playing elite defense. Um, let's see, who else? Got some young pitchers coming. Um, we got a guy throwing today. Noah Davis is pretty good. He's had a couple of really good outings so far. Sir. Uh, I don't know. I keep thinking about it, but uh, yeah, dude. Honestly, man, Nolan Jones, Brent Doyle, Coco Montes too. Don't sleep on him. He's just getting his feet wet up here. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think we got some some pretty good young players coming. Definitely. I mean, you know, I'm a big transactions guy. So even during the off season when Nolan got dealt to Colorado, just seeing that you guys really didn't give up much for him, it was uh, I was pretty surprised just because he he did show a lot of promise with Cleveland last season, even though he might have cooled down towards the end. So. Definitely a steal for sure. Yeah, I thought so, man. I thought uh, our GM might have finessed him a little bit. Got him yeah, over right. Here. <laughs> I do have three rapid-fire questions before you go. All right, cool. Um, first one is your go-to Chipotle order, because I know you're a big Chipotle guy. Huge Chipotle guy. Um, so I pick out when I go, man. I go barbacoa quesadilla, uh, and then I get a bowl on, on top of it. White rice, no beans, double steak, uh, roasted corn chili, the tomato salsa, and guac. Just there you go. Crush it. Just crush it. You try the vinaigrette or not a vinaigrette guy? I love it. I love it. But All right. I, I usually do it when I get the chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. Oh, yeah, dude, I got like I got like four different orders over there. That's, <laughs> that's my. All right. Uh, toughest pitch you've ever faced? Uh Kershaw, man. Uh, and I had to ask. I had to ask uh, Buddy to face him. So. Uh, every time we had faced him, buddy gave me the day, gave me the day. Uh, it was coming down to like the last series last year. I'm like, buddy, like, let me get a peek at Kershaw. Let me see what this is about. Yeah. I, I went up there, man. And I'm like, I got him. I got him, dude. His, his fastball slider combo. It just, they both spin the exact same one darts, darts to the right. And one like speeds up on your hand. So, uh, makes sense why he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer, but, uh, at least I got a peek at him. It's, it's surreal. Sometimes you have to take a step back and just appreciate the greatness we're witnessing with Kirsch, especially since he's still doing it. You got guys like, I mean, I hate to talk down on other pitchers, but you got guys like Bumgarner who came up around the same time and yeah. he's already on his way out of the league, unfortunately. So just to see Kirsch doing it at a high level right now, it's pretty impressive Dude, for sure. Like him, I mean, I know Verlander and Scherzer haven't been like, you know, exactly what they, they really are, but like guys who do it that long, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. amazing. It's just amazing the success they have because it's so hard. Like Bumgarner was the best pitcher in the big leagues for probably three, four years. Like it's just such a humbling game, man. And for those guys to do it as long as they do, it's it's incredible. Absolutely. All right, last rapid fire. Uh, go to pregame hype song. Ooh, I'm not a big music guy. Right before the game, uh, I kind of just let whatever's on there be on there uh, in the clubhouse. That's not really my role, but. Anything. I don't know. I'm more of a country guy, dude. Like, I'll just I'll listen to like some Morgan Wallen. Like, there you go. 
some Jordan Davis, like just some good vibe stuff and just getting to a good spot. Love it. I respect that too. All right. Well, that's all I got for you. I appreciate the time and uh, best of luck for the rest of the year. I right, do. Take care.